When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And I'm going back to how many chairmans we have. I've lost, lost count of how many. You know, the chairman of the week almost. It was embarrassing. It was, it was very quickly from that situation that all of a sudden um, things, you know, start going wrong. I can't say anything positive about losing your football club because it is just the saddest of times. Uh, he sacked the lad once for, I think he was even a pasty. It was an awful, awful period. Hello, listeners. It's Daz again from Pint of Football, bringing you more bonus content with another full-length interview that features within episode one of our new podcast, Lost Clubs. The first episode, which followed the rise and fall of Aldershot FC, has so much to offer that we decided to release the complete interview for the diehards out there. This one covers our interview with Kudumbuya, a player who represented the shots not once, not twice, but three times throughout his playing career. Thanks to everyone who gives it a listen, and if you haven't already, do check out the full episode of Shot Down, the story of Aldershot FC, over at www.pintofootball.co.uk. So, Koo, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself, your career in football, and your involvement with the original Aldershot Football Club? Okay, yeah, my name is Koo Dunbar. I first got involved with the club in 1988 as a second-year apprentice. Uh, I just left Brentford to go there. Uh, I did a year apprenticeship under Len Walker, was the manager. And then after that, I, got, I was lucky enough to be accepted as a first year pro. Um, so I did a year there. 
they were during my time there. At that time, I had a bad injury, I had a, well, a bad accident, shall I say. I was out of the game for about three, three months, four months. And, and then when my contract was up, um, I basically um, got released. And then I came back into the club towards the end of the year, the season that they um, obviously they went bankrupt or went obviously liquidated. I came back towards the end as a non-contract player, um, helping out then the manager then was um, Ian McDonald, who took reign. And I actually, when I was an apprentice, I used to, I was his, I was, I used to clean his boots. I was his boot cleaner <laughs> as well. So yeah, so I was lucky enough to see that side of it, uh, what happened and the struggle, obviously, in McDonald, because, because what happened was, before I became a non-contract player, when I went back, most of the full-time players had basically left because they weren't getting paid, they had enough and they had yeah, left. Yeah. So obviously, the, the level, um, McDonald was trying to just sign players just to fulfill fixtures. So I was luckily enough, I went, I did a little bit of a trial game, he decided he wanted to sign me as a non-contract. Um, so I was there towards the end. Um, I didn't actually play in the last game of the season, but I was, I was, I was around it. And um, yeah, so that's my association with them. And then when the club obviously restarted again, the new manager then was Steve Wignall. And luckily enough, he, he gave me a two-year contract and was there for two years. And then obviously then my contract wasn't renewed and, I, and then I left. Um, so that's my association in terms of the club. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what made you want to join Aldershot in the first place? Well, I mean, first of all, it was it was it was a, it was a, my local league nearest league club to where where I live. Um, I was looking, obviously, when I was at Brentford. And there's one or two people were talking about Aldershot, and if you don't, now they're they're looking for players in terms of apprenticeship. So they invited me, and if I wanted to do the, the just just the second year. Because what happened was I got I was going to do the two years at Brentford, but I decided not to do the first year because I wanted to stay on that school to get more qualifications, and they didn't accept that 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 well. So they basically sort of used me, and I was treated really badly towards the end. So I left. And right, luckily yeah. enough, luckily enough, somebody asked me if I'd be interested in joining Oldershaw, and because I was it was only about five ten minutes down the road, I took the opportunity and that's how I got that's how I joined the Overshot yeah fair enough sounds like um, yeah you're just looking for a more friendly club I guess yeah yeah um, and yeah what were your favourite moments from the original club being involved with Oldershot FC well the, the, my favourite moment where it's got to be when I got told being an apprentice I got told uh, because we had to, there was 11 second years and we had to go step by step, one by one to the manager's office. And that's when they, they were going to basically make a decision on you, whether wow. you're going to be taken on or let go. So the first five or six people that went in, they came down and it was very upsetting. Obviously, when you've been with some of the boys, you get to know the building relationship it was really upsetting. And I think I was the eighth one. So I was, you can imagine, you know, this is my, you know, like my livelihood, could, anything could happen. So it was like a, it was only about it was only about eight or nine steps going towards upstairs towards the manager's office. Was named Walker, but it looks as if it was it looks as if it was like about ten hours to get up those <laughs> stairs to go to his office. And he, I sat down, went in his office. He's come in, sat in front of me. The first thing he said said to me was, 
how do you think I've done this year? I said, I think I've done okay. And there was a massive pause for about 10 seconds. And he drove no day goes, well, what we're gonna do, um, I think you're a little bit lazy. I think you could work a little bit harder. That's why that was the first word he said to him. So wow. I'm thinking, oh my God, this could be, this could be it. And then when he finished, they just said, look, we're going to offer you a year's contract and and um, we're going to see how you get on. And I was the, the, the relief of that word, contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On. It, was like, it was like a massive weight, weight off my shoulder. Um, yes, I was happy inside me. But when I came downstairs, because obviously some of the boys had all been, they had all been said that they were going to be let go. I was inside, I was really happy with myself. But outside... I couldn't show that much because I had mates that, that I probably wouldn't see yeah, again. Yeah, that's so such a brutal very, way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it is. It is. It can It is a brutal game, to be honest. Yeah. It's a brutal game, and yeah, it, that's the way we did it. And was only out of eleven of us, there was only three kept on. I was one of them. You're a good poker face to not jump up and down in front of your mates. <laughs> yes, no, it was. Um, yeah, it was one of my nervy and also exciting time when the news came. So, yes, I really, yeah, one of the bar was more concerned with some of this, like I said, with some of the mates that you're probably never going to see again. You, you know, like the one thing I can say about football or in most sports is building up relationships with people, not just players, but people you work with. I think it's just so important in life in general anyway, that you build up some, some really good good friendship out of it all. Forget about the football side. I and mean, that was, yeah, it was, it was difficult times, to be honest. Fair enough. Cool. Okay. So uh, moving on. So uh, you've got through your apprenticeship. You've got your contract. You're in the team. Amazing stuff. However, it wasn't all amazing stuff, obviously. Um, so you joined in uh, 1988, and mm. obviously that was the year after um, the side had gone up into the third division, I think. Yeah, no, we go. Yeah, I think we go back to yeah, we're in the third division. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So from going into the third division in 1998 to then completely collapsing as a football club in 1992. What do you think happened in those years to see that magical moment turn into what it was in the end? Well, it, it's it's really difficult because um, as a player, all you're interested in is obviously playing, training. You don't really you don't really take too much notice what, what I call the other side of the game in terms of what's happening financially and all that sort of thing. So long as every each month you're getting your money and you're playing and training, I think that's. It's like a little bubble. That's all you're concerned about. But certain things that that really um, came to light was, I think I think Hutchinson was the was the, was the chairman um, at the time. I think he was he was he was also a, a dentist as well or something like that. He was also a dentist. You know, towards the end, I think a couple of months towards the end, especially near Christmas. We, our pay was beginning to get a little bit late. It was like starting to get a little bit late, like a week or two weeks late. So that scenario yeah. happened. Uh, and also um, we, we were due to go out for a Christmas due, but that sort of didn't materialise. That, you know, as in the club was going to take us out, that didn't materialise. In the end, we did go out, but it wasn't. You know, things like that were, were happening. They weren't right. Also in terms of, 
going for away games. Sometimes we used to go the night before uh, to a game, stay at the hotel and then play the game the next day and come back. Um, yeah. But sometimes, even in the long journeys, we go probably on the same day, like early in the morning hours and things like that. Oh. Uh, yeah, so so there's little things like that. But obviously, like I say, as as a player or a squad, you really, your main concern is really just to play inside. But I think the main thing that really that came out, out of it is when Spencer Trueworthy turned up. I mean, the first time we first time we heard about him coming in was obviously when we saw him on the Wogan show. Um, <laughs> and all those years, I said, "Oh, I've taken over a club. I'm looking to come in." And then when we went training the next day, we, players were all talking about it. Apparently, he was going to come on the on, on the day, and he turned up. Um, he had a meeting with us. He said he's going to be the savior. He's going to save the club. He's going to take the club forward. Blah 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 blah. And we were reasonably reasonably. Happy, obviously, in our as players, but that's when really it's really we knew that was obviously there was there was a few problems in terms of the club. Yeah, yeah, goodness me, to think that that moment in particular, because it was such a big moment for the club to actually have been there for it. I mean, how how did it feel like? Talk us. Can you remember like being there on the day when he turned up and sort of what you remember thinking about it all? Well, first of all, when we turned up, I remember then we got told that um, there's a guy coming in to have a word with you. The club are going through difficult times. We've got somebody coming, going to come in and, and is obviously going to help the club, shall I say. So we're obviously a little bit excited, you know. I mean, I was, I mean, as a first year pro, I was a young player. So, yes, obviously I was happy getting paid, but it didn't affect me at that time because I didn't have mortgage, I didn't have kids, I didn't have family, blah, 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 and the rest of them, obviously, some of the experienced players, they've got, you know, mortgages and kids and, you know, a lot of things that they have to obviously keep up to. So I was, you know, okay, about it. And then when he said he was going to obviously help the club and stuff like that, I was I was, I was, was fine. But some of the experienced players were were a little bit too, well, I'm not too sure, I've heard it all before, that sort of thing. So, so it, it was it was really difficult, difficult time, really. I mean, all, all we did really as players, we sort of try and get on with it, but it was only when one or two players decided that they weren't, um, they weren't gonna, gonna play or willing not to play and all that sort of thing, uh, you know, or trying to fake injuries so that they don't want to get injured if, if they have to move on and all that sort of thing. So those sort of things started to appear. But, you know, as I say, as players, you just try and do the best best you can at the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose it must have been hard, though. But, yeah, going on to the next question then. So trying to look back to quite a positive moment during that last year or two before the uh, before the club did fold. So in 1991, um, I'm not sure if you played or not, but obviously Aldershot were given a dream FA Cup tie against West Ham at Upton Park. Um, yeah. And obviously to go and get that result. I mean, how, how was that day? And uh, I was obviously I, I was I wasn't at the club at that time, but I did I did go to the game, watch the game, and, and it was a it was a tremendous feeling really because obviously playing West Ham at the time, I think they were League One club, I think uh, you know, and, like, and it was like, like anybody any player's dream to play against the top 
top clubs in the in the obviously in the league in country. So it was exciting times. I think I think the first game was a draw, then we came back or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I wasn't like I, said, I wasn't part of it, but I did went and support the team because I knew some of the boys still there and supported them. So yeah, it was it was really great time, and it was it was very quickly from that situation that all of a sudden um, things you know start going wrong. How, uh, like I said, when you, as players, all your interest in is basically training and playing, and yeah. you're not you're not really concerned on the politics or the outside of things because. That's not what that's not what you're there for. So you're there. It's only when you're told this might this is happening, that is happening. That is when you obviously um, you know about it. But in any club, as a player, you're there to play and train, and that's basically it. And and hopefully get paid as well. And hopefully get paid. And 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 they're the three key three key things as players. You train and play, and hopefully each month you get your your money. Um, anything else you do in terms of the club, I think players are not concerned. The only time players become concerned on things is when they're not getting paid. <laughs> yeah. That is when they start concerning. But apart from that, it's not it's not really there. They don't need to know uh, about things that got went on. But I mean, after that period, um, obviously, what happened then? Then obviously things turned around in terms of players started to leave. Players started to get sold. I think Adrian Randall went, Steve Claridge went to Leicester, I think, from that time. Yeah, or was it Cambridge? Went to, well, no, I think to Cambridge. From Cambridge, went to Leicester, I think. Adrian Randall, he left, went to Burnley. Uh, um, the goalkeeper, uh, come in, he went to West Brom. And I uh, um, can't think of his name, Andy Keane, I think. Goalkeeper, he went to West Brom. So there's players beginning to move, to, to, to move on. Then all of a sudden, each year or year, that obviously the club, we're going through a difficult time. Players won game paid. And then obviously players, obviously, uh, things saying, obviously, it's not in their contract. Obviously, we, uh, you're, you're stopping them when I'm not paying them so they can do what they want. So they start leaving. And then obviously, you need to fulfill the fixture. And that's where I got a call um, from Ian McDonald to see if we'd like to come back and just train and see how it goes. Because obviously, the, the club still were in duty to fill the fixture. So that's how, you know, when that starts happening, you know, the experienced players leaving, that's when you know the club is in trouble. But just specifically for you, Kiri, it must, it, it kind of uh, reflects well on yourself because you'd obviously left the club and mm. then when the club was in real need, not just once, but twice, as mm. soon as they picked up the phone to you, you were back. Yeah, I mean, the, the first time when I when I joined the club as an apprentice, um, I just I just I just got to I just loved the club really. To be honest, and not not just okay, it was great playing for them and being involved with them, but I just got I just got a link with the club like it was local. It was my lo- it was my local club, and uh, so I was I was happy. Yeah, great. If, even when I left, I was still I was still obviously looking for their first result, supporting the club. So it was more than just I wasn't just. I wasn't just a player. I was more than a player. Like a, I was a fan of the club as well, if you know what I mean. So, so in that in that aspect, it did hurt when the club eventually, obviously, um, folded. It was it was a very uh, painful time. Not only as a player, as a fan, but also 
lots of fans that related to the club, and obviously the community as well. So it was a very poor time. It was the worst time that I can think of can happen in, to any football club is when, when obviously, the, for whatever reasons, the club don't exist. It's a really, really bad time. Yeah, so yeah. I can imagine. I guess with that in mind, how did you feel when um, the new Aldershot town was formed in 1992? Yeah, I, I, I was excited. I knew there was something was going, to, going on. I knew the, chair, the, uh, the chairman there, which was Terry Owens. I knew he was, he was looking, him and Graham Brooklyn were looking to form a club because they were really, really uh, good fans of the club. They loved the club. I mean, they've been going to the club as fans for years and years and years. They wanted to get something going. So when the opportunity came along um, that they started a club, I followed up the, the, the then manager, said, look, I'd like to come down and, I, and have a go and see what you think. And luckily enough, I, I went down there and obviously had a trial, like a trial there. And then yeah. ended up signing for the club again. So it was, it was a good feeling. I don't think we've ever, we don't think we talked about it in our last interview with Andy. Um, what, what league did Aldershot Town start in? Was was it pretty low? I, I don't know if Dar's mind. Yeah, we started in we started in well, we did our three, which is probably these days probably let's say step five. Yeah, yeah, step yeah. Step five of the non That's what I would say. Yes, yeah, that's where we started. Yes. So I guess like as a as a you would have been a, you would have been playing at sort of professional level. Did it feel really easy down there or? Well, not. <laughs> Not really, because it brings its own pressure. I mean, yeah. it, because one thing that brings its own pressure, when you're going to normal non-league teams at that level, and you're taking 500, 2,000 fans, and the most, most, most clubs have, you yeah, know, is yeah. like, is that, is, is that, is like they're basically a birthday. You know, they're getting, they're getting money <laughs> because we're coming down. They're getting money, and, you know, they're making money. And, and to be honest, which is good for them, because obviously, those sort of situation keeps that that club going for another five years. And, you know, these clubs were used to getting probably some of them to a 30, 100 maximum fans going. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden turn up at, at, at that level. Uh, and they turn up sometimes 1,500 to 2,000 fans. Wow. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. breaking point, isn't it? For some clubs, like, wow, what well, money? Money was more. Yeah, so, but, <laughs> but then again, that brings its pressure. Even though we were at the same level, fans expect you to win. Yeah, yeah. Because when they think of you as an old club, so the teams you're playing, they still see you as an ex-club, so they're up their game because they yeah, want to beat you. Everyone wants to beat you. Everyone wants to beat you because you, you're, you're the new club or new kid on the block sort of thing. So there was there was pressure. There was pressure in both both sides of it. But um, but it was good. Yeah, Who yeah. wouldn't want to play at that level in front of those um Older sort of fans, whether there's lots of people and that sort of thing. So that sort of thing was, and the fans were great. And we're, and we're really good. Look to just quick, quickly to jump in. Can you remember any um, any results where um, you were against the low league teams where you had like a shock defeat or anything like that? Yeah, we had we had um, we had we had a couple of games. I can't think of the top of my head. We had a couple of games where we were we were expected to 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 win. And, uh, and 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 we didn't. And obviously, we got we we as a we as a as a squad we got a good um, talking to about the manager. But that, yeah. of course, like it's like any any team, you want to win every single game. But but sometimes you just for every reason, sometimes you can't, can you? But it was the pressure at that time. It was like 
places like my United, uh, you know, going to play all the games like Liverpool. You know, I mean, every game they go, they, they expect to win and you pressure on winning. You're soft champions, you know what I mean? Their team you're playing, they raise their game. So it was, it, yeah, it was great. But another way, it was so much pressure because, because you expected to win. You expected to win. It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. When um, my, my team, Bristol Rovers, went down to the conference, which was pretty low for us. And um, yeah. I think it took us it took us as fans a while to get into the sort of mindset because we were expecting to win every week. But then we yeah. lost to uh, Altrincham and Braintree and it got really, really na- nasty atmosphere. So I think you you got to get out of that, you know, headspace where you think you're going to win all the time or you'll never survive down there. And like, considering you guys dropped so many leagues, to, yeah, um... it's, 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 yeah, I mean, it brings you special. I think, in fact, in that first season, if I can remember, we, um, we in, in a county cup, which is called the Amsher Cup, we end up drawing Farnborough um, in, the, in the cup. And Farnborough at the time, where I think they were a conference team. So we were obviously, we, we gone down to start against a step five. Farnborough were like a step one team. Yeah. And we got them in, in the Surrey Senior Cup. And we... Um, I was part of the squad, but we had um, we had nearly we had six, over six thousand watch um, um, were there watching the game, Blimey. which is <laughs> on, on, and that, that was just a county cup because yeah, they were, they were and because they were our local rivals, um, and obviously they've with their swap places with us as you can say, it was it was it it was packed it was nearly over six thousand people there was was which is unbelievable atmosphere, uh, I think I, I, even even as a league club. I've never seen the club, uh, you know, that many supporters, you know, coming to um, watch the game. Yeah, so, no, yeah. That, that can happen, can't it? It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so just to sort of wrap it up, because I, I don't know how much longer we have on Zoom. Um, the last question we have is, can you tell us an interesting story about your time at the club that people might not know about? <laughs> uh, well, w- w- with the old club, we had a coach called Ian Gillard. Um uh, nice guy, nice coach, a uh, very good coach. Um, when I when when we were when was when I became first a uh, first year pro, we uh, a couple of times we had we had days off, and when we did have days off, because it was how I started, I used to go in anyway to do a bit a bit. But funnily enough, this day off, I decided to actually have a day off, not to come in um, in Glitter. I was no, you don't have to come in. I, I, I know you normally do come in, just 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 um, take the day off. Okay, so anyway, so when we went in back, it was going around all the young first-year pros. What did you do on your day off? What did you do? You had to tell them. What did you do on your day off? Anyway, it came up to me because it was sort of used to pick on me, but uh, <laughs> when it said to me, he goes, oh, cool, um, what did you do on your day off? Oh, I said, oh, Gilly, I, I, I watched a, a really good film, really action film. Uh, he goes, what's it called? I said, it's called Action Jackson. In a, in a, in a, in a, I said, Bill Withers. I said, it's a really good film. And he went, Action Jackson, action Jackson, out on that pitch, that's why I want some action. <laughs> uh, that always, that, that always um, stood, stood by me. Then, then another one was, um, we played with, with the old club, we played Greensby away. Um, um, and we, I was I was part of the squad, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't get changed, I was out to watch the game at Green in the stand. And uh, two things that happened, uh, we had a player called Adrian Randall that played played for us, and it, it, it was a very good player. But on, on this day, for whatever reason, 
he, he wasn't doing very well. And Len Walker, we could hear him obviously because we're behind him in the stand. You could hear him saying, he's never, AD, AD, you're not there, you're not there, you're not there, you're not fucking anywhere. <laughs> 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 Some inter interesting uh, shouts from the touchline. <laughs> yeah, and then the last one, on, on that trip, one yeah. of the boys, one of the players decided to put some kind of ointment on, on the Ian Gillard's um, coach, on, on tracksuit. So, to put, just to, you know, there's ointment, you know, you really, so you really scratch your ointment on, on, yeah, on yeah. this tracksuit. So on the only one the coach on the way, I'm only can hear is is in there scratching and scratching and scratching <laughs> everywhere. And all the but we were at the back, everybody was laughing, all the players were laughing. And then he walked over towards the back of the coach. He said, Who did this? He really scratching. Who did this? Everybody wasn't looking at it, we were just laughing. And uh, can you believe it? Out of all the players, there's 20 of us, he decided to point to me because cool, you know who did it. If you don't tell me, next day you're gonna do some running. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> Mark, man, mate. <laughs> yeah. So those sort of two things for really, me nice. in terms of the old club, really. Yeah, yeah. It was really funny. That's wicked. Thanks, man. Cheers for listening to this Pints of Football podcast. We would like to inform listeners that the content of this podcast has been permitted for use in this podcast only, and the content is from the view of the individuals involved, not by the football. Thank you to Aldershot Football Attic, Andy Mayer, Kuda Booyah, and Graham Brooklyn for sparing their time to help us with this recording. For more free podcasts um, involving us too, check out pintoffootball.co.uk. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow us on Twitter. Uh, our address is at POF underscore reviews. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.